Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast. In celebration of our 75th Jubilee year, we are talking to alumni throughout our history about who they are, what they're doing now, and their candid experiences of life on campus. We're your hosts, Christy Fleming, Director of Alumni Relations, and Megan Cohen, Class of 2010. Join us as we hear how the Franciscan spirit lives on in the lives of our alumni on Legends from the Hill. Hey, Christy. Hey there. How are you doing? Oh, we're back again. Here we are. At the George. At the George, yeah. Um, Okay, so... I haven't ever, I haven't asked you this. What are your plans for this summer? What's going on this summer here in the Ville? I've got, I've got some things to do. We've got first Fridays downtown that are about to start up, but I want to know what's happening on campus. What am I going to, what am I going to do all summer? Ooh, we have, uh, we, we have a few regional events across the country Great. Um, that are going on. We have one in late June that's in California, like Ooh. a little north of LA. So okay. anybody in that area, we'd love to have you. Um, and then we've talked about it once before, but we have our big reunion yes. in July. Yes. So Saturday, July 23rd is our Jubilee 75th oh. um, reunion. So it's going to be a really, really great day. We're still praying for good weather because <laughs> Steubenville is best with good weather. Um, and yeah, we have food trucks coming. We have outdoor activities. Uh, so I'm bringing my kids, yes. right? All yep. day. Yeah. We're just going to be up there. Bring your kids. There's live music. There's prayer. There will be the sacraments. Great. It's, We're going to have mass. Yes. Okay. Mass. Talk by Father Dave, adoration, fop, praise and worship. Great. All that. So we hope people can come. Saturday, July 23rd, uh, register ahead of time. We have a pig roast. So that's kind of the big, we need registration because we need to know how big of a pig. Or how many pigs we need. (laughs) Exactly. How many people. So it should be a fun fun day. Come on down. Then you can meet Christy and I. We won't just be these like bodiless voices Uh, on the air. We want to meet our alumni and hear what stories you loved um, throughout this year, Mm -hmm. who you loved listening about. And, you know, we can connect you with whoever you Mm -hmm. you need. Come, come plug yourself. Yeah, totally. And we are still, of course, accepting suggestions. So if people want to hear from certain people, please let us know. We would love that. We would love that. Okay. So I think we also today, we need to address the elephant in the room, don't we? Yeah, it's it's time. <laughs> Who are we? Yeah. Who are we, Christy? <laughs> it's funny. We just jumped into this and yes. we're learning all about other people, but we've had some people who are like, but we don't know you guys. <laughs> so we wanted to spend um, just a, a brief don't. podcast today uh, sharing a little bit about ourselves, how we came to the Hill and what our story is. How did we get here? How did we get to this amazing university and this podcast studio that we are sitting in today and this opportunity to talk to all these amazing alumni. We got to know. We, yeah. Okay. Well, Christy, I think you should go first because you're more a fish than, well, than I am here. <laughs> it's funny. Somebody recently did ask me, oh, so really? you're back in Steubenville after I graduated in 2010. Um, and they're like, how, how did you come back? And my quick response was, well, it's God, right? Like, God is really <laughs> the only one that makes all of this happen. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a product of the conferences. So oh. I went to the youth conferences when I was in high school um, and really fell in love with the campus through that experience of 
being, you know, a, a conference. Because you are local-ish, right? You're from the Cleveland area or Akron area? Yeah. So I grew up outside of Cleveland in a little town called Hudson, Ohio. And so I there was a couple girls that came here to study a couple like a year ahead of me. And so they really were a part of my deciding to come. But um, it was definitely God. It You know, I was going to go to a different university. And at the last second, I changed my mind. And wow, there was an opening uh, that just kind of happened and was given to me. So it really was like very providential that God had me here because I will say like it changed the course of my life significantly. A hundred percent. So you were, you were, you were a summer decision then you were, had already committed to another school and then this spot opened up. Mm -hmm. (gasps) I had committed and it was actually like May 1st. It used to be the national commit deadline. I don't think it is anymore. Um, and yeah, it was somewhere else. And then an admissions counselor called me said, Hey, we have an opening. Would you like to come? Wow. And through a lot of prayer and like very quick discernment, I decided to make the jump and come. That's awesome. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, it was an adjustment, but it was really great. Um, I'm yeah, obviously happy <laughs> with your decision. <laughs> yeah. So what about you? How did oh you get my gosh. here? Well, I'm from Virginia, so I went to a small Catholic high school and they kind of only plugged three universities. They were like, you should go to Franciscan, Christendom, or Thomas Aquinas. Um, And so I was like, well, I guess I got to check these three places out, you know. Um, I only ended up checking out Franciscan (laughs) out of the three. (laughs) With a friend of mine, we came up here with our moms, and we came up on a very cold, very dark November night. Mm. It was right after all the leaves had fallen off the trees, and we actually got lost downtown. We we missed the turn. So I always say that Everyone must know that I truly love Steubenville with all my heart because the, my first experience was getting lost downtown in the dark in November. Oh, my gosh. So um, we went, we got up on campus, me and, and this friend who ended up coming here, too. And um, we had some girls ahead of us from our high school that had gone. They said, oh, you can stay with us. And at the time, they were having some room shortages or something. So we ended up sleeping in a room with like five other girls that was slated for only three. So I think there was something silly. Like I think there were five or six girls that weekend Mm -hmm. and we were just so embraced by them. It was such a warm welcome. And I just remember thinking like, Oh, this makes sense. I can see myself Mm -hmm. here because it kind of, it really felt like home as cliche as Mm -hmm. that sounds. I went to a couple education classes, which is what I was thinking about majoring in. And I just remember feeling like, yeah, this seems right. And Later on, only did I come to find out that my friend's mom and my mom, they had shared a hotel room, you know, because they weren't staying on campus. And that night, um, my friend's mom said to to my own mom, let's get, get, get down on our knees right now and say a rosary and pray for our girls to go to Franciscan University. Wow. So I didn't know that until many years later. So thank you, mom. Aww. And thank you. It's God. Thank you, Mrs. Smith. There <laughs> you go. Awesome. So that's how I, I came to be. And, and when the time came to choose, I remember just sitting outside my high school one day in the spring and thinking like, yeah, this totally makes sense. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a wasn't like a light bulb moment or a, you know, a flash Mm -hmm. across the sky. It was just kind of where I should be. Mm. So, yeah, that's great. I I felt that same peace. Once I made that decision, I was like, ha, this is it. It was, yeah, a lot of peace. Amen. Amen. All right. So you got here from Cleveland area, drove down two hours. What was it like when you were on campus? What were you involved in? What'd you do? Yeah. So, I mean, we both were education majors. True. So that was a big part of it. Um, 
being yeah an education major and then something that I got involved with that was a bit unique um, I started a social justice club on campus so it was called Solidarity um, and I definitely just had a heart for the poor and for different uh, you know situations that were happening in the yes. world at that time um, that I wanted to bring awareness to so that was the goal was to bring some awareness to injustices that were happening um, throughout the world. So we got a great club, a great group together of people that would meet. Um, and we brought quite a few people onto campus. We you brought, did. Um, we brought a couple child soldiers from Africa to campus to talk. Um, that was really powerful. And then senior year, we brought Immaculate Ilibagiza to campus, um, who was a survivor of the Rwandan genocide. Yes. That was an amazing experience because I was there obviously as a student and it was just, it was so moving. So many of what parts of what she spoke, spoke about in her, um, I guess her talk. And then you also um, showed that film too. I mean, so much of what she said has stuck with me today. Hmm. So I think about her a lot. I know. Yeah. I mean, I remember reading her book in the library yes. when I was supposed to be studying. <laughs> And I, I read it in one day, in one sitting, and Whoa. I became so consumed that I remember thinking at one point, man, I have to go to the bathroom, but I'm in this bathroom with eight other people. And like, I felt like I was really with her in her experience. Oh, that's right. It. So yeah. after that, yeah, I was like, Dean Schmeezing, like, I really want to bring Immaculate to campus. And yeah, so that's kind of what I was really involved in on campus. And then I joined um, Household while right. you were coordinator there. Uh, so yep. yeah, it was really a good experience of campus life. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so when I was on campus, I was involved in too much, as <laughs> probably my family and my friends would tell me. It was I was like a it was like a field day for me when I got on campus. I was just like, I want to be involved in all the things, you know, all the good things. Aww. So um yeah. So I, I joined households, Stella Marie. I ended up being the coordinator my senior year. Um and I was involved with the Annunciations, which um I think is still the Girl, the women's acapella group on campus. So that was really fun. You helped to found it, right? Yes. I was, I guess I was part of like the initial, the initial group. Um, and oh gosh, we had such a good time. We had such a good time on campus. That's actually how I met my husband or how he found, how he found me. He was oh. sitting in the audience. Yeah. And it was our Christmas concert and I, or no, it wasn't our Christmas concert. I'm sorry. It was our spring concert. And I was standing up there. I had fallen and broken my foot like earlier in the week. So I had like one high heel yeah. on and one huge boot on. And to, so I was really like a marked woman up there on the stage. You know, it was like the only one wearing a huge cast. And then I forgot the words to my only verse. So you can tell what kind of member I was of the Annunciations. Oh, my gosh. And so I just made them up and they did not rhyme. And they were about how I was forgetting the words at the current moment. And so my sweet husband now will say that, yeah, it was hard not to notice you because you were out there <laughs> singing the words. No, he was, he, he turned to his friend in the middle of the concert and said, I would marry any one of those girls. So no, he way. got, he did, he did. So I guess you could say he fell in love with my, my voice before Aww. he fell in love with me. So man, that's maybe cool we story. have an Annunciations reunion on the podcast and have you all come and sing. I like that. Come anybody come that down. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was involved with a lot on campus and I majored in education too. So that was a great, 
it was a great experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you always know you wanted to be a teacher? Um, not really. I thought I was going to major in music. Um, and then when a Franciscan didn't have, I don't, I think they had a minor, but they didn't have a major for sacred music. I kind of looked at some other options and thought, I'm pretty good with kids. I like to learn. Maybe I'll be a teacher, you know? So it kind of, um, organically happened that way. But my, my thought while I was at Franciscan was I was so impressed with the integration of faith, um, in every subject and learning in every subject. I kept thinking, because I had gone to a public school as a child, and my parents are super faithful, and they raised us in the faith and are just so wonderful. But um, I remember thinking, gosh, if I had gone to a Catholic school or if I had gone to a school where the faith was integrated at a young age, I would have known more earlier. You know, I would have known, I don't know, just more about the more about the faith, the nuts and bolts, and why I believe what I believe. And so at Franciscan, I minored in theology, and I kept thinking to myself, one day I want to teach in a Catholic school um, and I want to integrate the faith for the kids because that is something that I, I desired, you know. So when I, when I graduated, I did not end up going to a Catholic school. I ended up teaching at the public school where I went as a kiddo. So wow. I, I guess I witnessed it in another way because mm-hmm. there was children from all walks of life. It was in the D.C. area. So, you know, it's a huge melting pot of different beliefs and um, backgrounds. And it was a great experience. It was a wonderful, wonderful time teaching there. So yeah, yeah. I loved it. And then, I mean, you've done oh, quite yes. a bit of teaching in lots of different <laughs> ways since then. Yeah. So then I had my, um, my five beautiful kiddos, not at once. I only had two at once, two at once. just the Which first is a one. big deal. That, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, um, I ended up having my five kiddos and recently in the past two years, I started to make the journey um, to be a catechist um, with Catechesis of the Good Shepherd locally. I got trained, and I kind of had this dream like, well, I know I want to get trained, but I don't really know how I'm going to use it. Um, our Catholic school here at the time didn't have a program, and the principal who we've had on the show, um, Teresa Danaher, approached me without even knowing I was getting trained and said, I really want an atrium at, for mm-hmm. our preschool. I really want a curriculum for our preschoolers um, in the faith. They, they're being taught the faith. They have wonderful teachers, but I really want this program called Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Have you heard of it? And I was like, I'm actually yeah. getting trained. So I'm kind of living my dream now. Aww. And this year has been so wonderful. And I get to be a catechist. And I mean, I get to learn from four-year-olds. They're just at the heart of the mystery here. Yeah. So I'm just, uh, man, I am. I am truly living the dream. So it's good that God, you know, how many years ago did we graduate? 12. Right. Now I never would have thought that this would be the path for me or that this is how faith and education Mm. would look. But, you know, obviously he knew what he was doing when Mm -hmm. he had that desire in my heart. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So how about you? You have, you have truly, I mean, encompassed the world since you have graduated, Christine, you've done so much. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So I think I was, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. Right. And then sophomore year, I was like, <laughs> I don't think I want to teach anymore. <laughs> uh, but didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like, I should probably just continue with this. Yes. It's a good thing to have. Um, so yeah, I've, I graduated with an early childhood degree. And then every summer that I was in college, or pretty much all of them, I went over and I was teaching in Kenya um, in, on the East Coast of Africa. Okay. 
Um, and the education system there was just so different that I was like, ooh, like, yeah, this teaching, especially in Africa, was not for me. Um, but I loved being in Africa and I loved serving there. The people there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really great. So then after graduation, I went back over to Kenya uh, to a different area um, outside of Nairobi. So I served there for the year um, and again, thought I was going to teach, but their education system was just so different. So I ended up doing a lot more of like ministry and social mm -hmm. work in the community. Um, and then, gosh, yeah, when I came back, God definitely took me on a journey of a <laughs> lot of different places. So I started with ministry, uh, high school ministry at a parish which was really challenging and like, that's probably a good learning experience for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it's a great place, uh, but it was a challenge. Um, and then I also worked at a high school doing campus ministry there. Wow. And really loved that. Um, and that kind of led me into seeing a lot of the issues that our high schoolers deal with and mm. just the challenges of identity and who they questioning who they are. Yes. So then I went back to school to study theology of the body and marriage and family to try to see, okay, how can the family help with the identity of these young people? Right. Um, so yeah, I studied in Melbourne, Austri Australia. <laughs> Not Austria. Not Austria. <laughs> Australia. Um, so that was really, really fun going down under and a little crazy. Um, yeah, I remember asking you when you were down there, you know, the seasons are flip-flopped. And yeah. so I think you had gone down in the summer and I think a lot of us had forgotten that the seasons are flip-flopped. And I, we were, I, I think I remember asking you, so are you going to be going, <laughs> are you going to go surfing? Are you going to go on the beach? And you were like, it's winter here. Yeah, that was pretty horrible. I, I had forgotten about that. So I had just gotten off of Cleveland winter. Oh no. And then I went to Australian winter when I was imagining, you know, beaches right. and beauty. So that was a challenge, but it ended up being really beautiful, and I did get to explore a lot of the beaches there. And then, with God's providence, I got a job with a, a nonprofit doing Theology of the Body teaching. Mm. Um, so that was awesome back here in the States. Um, and that teaching kind of led me to, oh, I do love teaching. So <laughs> then I went back into teaching, and I taught kindergarten for five years in Virginia before coming here. So it's it's funny how God kind of led every step of the way and it all came full circle back to Steubenville. Isn't that so funny? I know we, when we moved back, we moved back. Um, my husband is from here and we, we had thought quote unquote that we were moving back for family, which we were, we have wonderful family here, but it really is neat to see how the Lord is bringing a lot of other things to fruition and just friendships that have been solidified here that we, you know, we started in college. Christy and I obviously knew each other in college and we're friends there. Um, but just a lot of people that have moved back um, and the community that's here is so, it's so unique and it's so special. And so I really feel like it was the grace of God that got us back here when we, mm -hmm. when we came back here. And now I can say that I mean, we've uh, dragged the rest of my family <laughs> back here really is the, right. uh, my sister and her family and my parents just retired here last year. So I really feel like the Lord, I mean, literally since that first night that we got lost in Steubenville, who would have known right. that, I mean, what would that be 16 years ago, what the future would have looked like, not just for me, but mm -hmm. like for my whole extended family. And now mm -hmm. my family today, now I get to work in my kiddos school and it's just, yeah, it's mind boggling. It's, yeah, it's like the community that's here is also 
everywhere. Like, I feel like we could talk yes. to alums anywhere that yes. it's like, yeah, I'm where I am because of a Steubenville alum or because of somebody I met or we still meet up in our community. And oh, amen. I remember when I had first graduated, well, after I got back from Africa and I didn't know what I was yeah. going to do, I was in D.C. just handing out my resume to all these schools okay. and just trying to decide, I guess I'll teach. I have a degree. Right. And I remember going to one school and the secretary was like, oh, we don't have any openings. So I was mm -hmm. like, OK, well, can you at least give my resume to the principal? And then I leave. And two minutes later, I'm in my car. The principal calls me and he's <laughs> like, hey, uh, can you come back? Are you still here? So I was like, yes, of course, I'll go back. <laughs> yeah. So I went back and he is greeting me at the entrance. He's like, hi, I'm so-and-so. He's like, I saw Stella on your resume and I was the coordinator of AMDG, you know, oh in the 90s. Oh my gosh, wow. Uh, and so then we just like chatted. He's like, I don't have any openings, but you know, it's good to know you. And I just feel like that sense of community and understanding of like supporting each other wherever we are. Yes. Like he wanted to support a young grad right. who was yeah trying to find her way regardless of whether he could have given you a job or not he just wanted to reach out and let you know hey you're not alone I'll keep this you know right, right. and so just, I feel like we have a little pocket here in Steubenville but it is everywhere and people are just it's true Christy it's been a great network it's true we were just at a wedding of a mutual friend with um you know with people that we had met at Franciscan and we were looking around at mo I mean most of the guests there from Franciscan and we were saying gosh you know my husband and I were saying we know we were at all of your weddings. You know, we were we were there when your first kid got baptized. We were there, you know, and it was really this kind of moment of reflection of it was kind of like a step back, sit down in awe moment of the grace of God at work in our lives that it, it was neat to see it all come together because these are friends that we hadn't seen in a long time from all over the country. So it was just a mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a really beautiful time and it really kind of brings home what I feel like what we talk about here on the podcast all the time, right. that Franciscan is a family and that when you make those friendships, I mean, they really are for life. Yeah. This yeah. community is so special. Definitely. It's so special. Definitely. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, we ask all of our guests this, so I think we need to answer them as well. I think you're right. Our hot takes from the hill. Okay. All right, Christy, I'm going to rapid fire you first. Okay. okay. Who? Okay. Who is your favorite professor? Dr. Calabria Ooh. is the one that comes to mind most. She did a lot of the education, like special ed classes, yes. and just had such a passion. She really, when I wasn't sure if I wanted to teach, she really made it a passionate thing. Yes, she she tr she was like a par excellence of what mm -hmm. a professor should be. Mm -hmm. She really brought us into her life and in like to to her own teaching. I feel right. like she just yeah, she was amazing. Okay, um, so what about your favorite class? My favorite class, honestly, I loved every class in Austria Ugh, because yes. they were so different from what I was doing in the education mm -hmm. classes. Mm -hmm. But the one that comes to mind was scripture with Dr. Minto. Yes. He just was able to thread that needle of the whole picture and the whole story like I had never heard before. And he, yeah, he just was very impressive to me. He is. And he just recently retired. He did. Right? Yeah. We've like really lost. I mean, he's, he's still here, but right. mean, he really truly was a giant on campus and in Austria. So I know so many people that admire and have learned so much from him. Yeah. I was definitely blessed by him. So what yeah. about you? Okay. So I, my favorite professor was probably um, Dr. Smith. 
and in the education yeah. department. I think she really pushed me and she really was like, you know, if people felt unsure about themselves. She was a great confidence booster, but you know, rooted in reality. Like you can do this. You can study hard. You can figure this out, right. you know? Um, so she was an inspiration to she me. She definitely demanded high, oh. high work. Oh, she did. Ethics. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she, um, she really paved the way for a lot of women educators here on campus. Absolutely. Um, I remember, I think she was the longest standing, I don't know what you would call that, the longest standing professor, employee okay. on campus. So she would lead the processions at all of the graduations oh. or any academic ceremony. She yeah. had the scepter. She was in, in the front. And I remember really admiring her just as a, okay. as a student because thinking she's had a really long career, but it's it's backed up by amazing life experience you right. know she's really earned her right to yeah. be here yeah and then my favorite class was um human embryology with dr bessler so not in my degree at all yeah and maybe that's why i liked it because it was so it was science it was just a hard science and i i loved every minute of it so yeah he was such a dynamic professor i remember him like he would be so excited about teaching us about the stages of development in the womb that like he couldn't sit still. It was Aww. like, he'd be like running up and down this, like the seminar um, stairs in Cosmos and Avian, or wow. he, he'd leap over to somebody to ask him a question. I remember thinking if I had the energy of wow. Dr. Bessler, <laughs> I would be, <laughs> then I would be a much better student and human being. Right. So he was a true, I think he was a gift to a lot of people on campus. That's awesome. Yep. And okay. Did you have a favorite fryer? Oh, Yes. My favorite friar on campus was Father Denny because he, um, he, I kind of have him to thank too for my marriage. My husband was discerning the priesthood like everybody else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He was, um, he was kind of thinking about it. And then he met me um, right after that uh, infamous Annunciations concert <laughs> in the spring. And he was kind of having this quandary like, oh gosh, I really like this girl. But he had kind of started to talk to the bishop thinking like, you know, mm. maybe I want to give my life to God in, in this way. And he was sitting outside after like 6.30 a.m. mass. And, you know, Father Denny would walk the campus, you know, in the fog, in his <laughs> Browns windbreaker. Right. I mean, he scared me half to death a couple times <laughs> because he would just come out of the fog smoking his pipe at like, you yes. know, seven in the morning yes. in his in his Browns windbreaker. And he came up and he sat by David and he said, you know, what's, what's got you down, you know? And David said, Father Denny, I don't know what to do. You know, I have this girl and I, I was thinking about the priesthood before and I, I just don't know, you know? And Father Denny said, what do you want to do? And David said, I want to take this girl out on a date. Aww. And Father Denny said, then do it. And, and he never <laughs> looked back. So thank you, Father Denny, for, That's <laughs> awesome. for the push in I the right direction. It. So I just always felt like he was super down to earth and and I really, I've, I've always loved hearing him preach on campus, too. I so. love it. How about you? Did you have a favorite um, religious on campus? My favorite friar was Father Jonathan St. Andre, Ugh. or still is. Yes. He's still my favorite. Um, I did a mission trip with him during spring break, my sophomore year, maybe. Okay. And I was just really impressed with his balance of spiritual life and attentiveness to our mission and just... Yeah, he just is a very 
calm and holy man. Amen. And yeah, and then I was really blessed when I was a teacher in D.C. He was at the parish. He was um, assigned there. So then, yeah, I got to see him in like a different avenue. And then now we're back both on campus again. (laughs) So yeah, he's he's a very special friar. I agree. I 100% agree with you. Um, So did you have a favorite place to study? You kind of mentioned earlier, but where was your favorite place to study? I studied a lot in the library. There was an education lab Mm -hmm. that I actually worked in and nobody knew about it. (laughs) And so I was working, but I also had so much time to study. So it was where all of our like teacher manuals were Mm -hmm. in this room, but nobody really came in or knew about it. So I had a lot of great quiet study time there. Oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite place to study was definitely not in the dorms. I never got anything done there. I had to be (laughs) in a quiet space. So back then, what was that? 2008, 2009, 2010. uh, This is before Apple really, really took over the world, at least in the Ohio Valley. So we used to have, I don't know if it's still the same. We had a Mac lab and a PC lab and everybody would do their papers in the PC lab and there'd be a line for printing them off and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And so I would go into the Mac lab because they, they had all the same software. I mean, they or yeah. not the same software. They had the same um, like applications. You could do like Microsoft Word. Right. And so I would be, there would be like two people in there and me. So there was never a line to print your papers. Wow. It was completely quiet. So the Mac lab was definitely the place for me to study. It had great light. It was super great quiet. Light. It did. It was like, it made me happy to study in there, write papers in there. And nobody ever came in there. Yeah. And so... It was, it was like my little secret place. That's awesome. It was me and like all the graphic design, you know, people right. aspiring to do that. So right. working really hard. And here I was writing education papers. Ah, love it. So, yeah. Love it. Um, what was your favorite thing to do off campus? Um, I loved going to friends' houses off campus because being a coordinator, I lived on campus. I lived in the dorms in Tommy Moore all four years. So it was great to go off campus and spend time in people's houses, um, the house that Christy lived in off campus. And also, I love to take walks in the cemetery. So that was kind of like my haunt. Um, it's where David and I would go for dates because it was free and beautiful and exercise. So that was like kind of our, it was kind of our place. We used to go up there and walk a lot. So yeah. Where was your first date? Oh, golly. Oh, oh, this is a great story. Our first date was actually spring formal. It was a blind date. Even oh. though he had spotted me at the concert, I didn't know who he was. So okay. he confirmed later and he was like, oh, I, I could take this girl out to spring formal. And all my friends knew who he was. And he, somehow I had missed the boat. I didn't know who this guy was because he, he must have lived off campus. And so um, it was at Steelers Stadium. It was at Heinz Field. Ooh. And, um, yeah, so I guess you could say ever since then, I think that night kind of sealed the deal to be perfectly honest. So I was kind of, I was totally taken by this guy. So our first date was a Franciscan event. It was the, it was the spring formal. And, um, yeah, I'll never forget that we were at a friend's house off campus ahead of time. Everyone was eating dinner, you know, poor college students. We had, all the guys had made dinner and we were all sitting there and, David mentions, you know, what I had known him for four days, four or five days or something. And he says, I called so-and-so up on the phone. Well, so-and-so was my dad. He had called my dad up to, as like a joke to, to, you know, ask his permission to take me to this dance. So there it is. He was a bold man. He knew what he was doing. So ever since that night, you know, we've just kind of 
keep keep on dancing and uh-huh. that he indoctrinated me into being a Steelers fan. So, you know, well it, it happens. He did his job. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? What did you like to do off campus? I also really enjoyed the cemetery. Yeah. I feel like it was a good place to walk, run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, but after we got back from Austria, we really enjoyed going to the Hofbra House. Yeah, so that was always fun to get into Pittsburgh and yeah, yeah. reminisce and have some <laughs> some of that Austria experience. I back. agree, that and it was fun. It's so pretty, the Hoffer House in Pittsburgh. It's nice. It's on the river, so I feel like it's the ambiance is great too. Yeah, it's, it's a good place to go with a lot of friends. Exactly, a fun place. Yeah. So okay, cool. All right. Well, it's. The elephant in the room. Here we are. It's good to hear your story. And I know, you hopefully too. this can help us to share the stories to come of the other legends. I like that. Yeah. So now we're, we're back on the hill and we're just giving a platform to all the amazing people that have gone before us and after us at Franciscan. I really feel like it's, it's such a gift to be able to sit back and watch and hear everybody mm-hmm. that comes and tells their story. It, it makes me feel even more grateful for my time at Franciscan. It does. And obviously we can't share every story because I know the, so true. who we have is such a small snippet of the incredible people. So we know that all of you out there are doing incredible things and we wish that we could share all those stories. So uh, we're grateful for those that we have been able to share, but we know there's a lot more. Yes, yes. And you can always reach out to the Franciscan Way and update them with all of your accomplishments or milestones in your life. We always want to hear how our alumni are doing. So. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see you all soon. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Legends from the Hill. If you liked this conversation, please share it with an alumni you think would also enjoy it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Franciscan Alumni to stay up to date on events in your area and news on campus. Do you know an alumni who has a story to tell? We want to hear legends from throughout our 75-year history. Email us suggestions for the podcast at alumni at franciscan.edu. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Legends from the Hill.